Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We've got a very special edition of the Kane Gang Show tonight. As you guys can see, if you guys are watching us live, we got a full house of nothing but studs, and I'm not saying that in a kind of different manner. I'm just saying like some some dudes, some dudes that I you know I, I mess with, man, and I, I hold you know dear to my heart. Some good good people. We got Dirty Bird. You know you guys know him as a co-host on the Kane Gang. Dirty Bird, what's good? What's going on, man? How are you? We good, we good. We got Kane Sheaf up there representing. You know, my man is rocking the ESPN cover mags, doing edits. You know, um, Kane Sheaf, what's happening with you? You good? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me. No doubt. You know, you got Max up there. Max doing his thing. You know, he's running that YouTube network. Max, what's good, brother? You're just another day in paradise, man. You already know, man. And another slam, slam radio edition to my boy, you know, you and Mike McCoy. Mike, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Can't complain. Thanks for having me. Always, always, always. You guys know Mr. 305 Edits, you know, Miami Edits 305, Rasta Man. Yo, Eric, what's good with you? Man, I'm blessed, brother. Can't complain. That's what's up. That's right. I say the best for last. That would be me, Mr. Mr. DC. No, I'm kidding. You know, we got Brad over here, Brad Tejada, you know, Kane's Insight, you know, rocking that uh, Gator gear up there in Gainesville. You know, Brad, what's happening? <laughs> this guy, this guy. What's going on, man? <laughs> Listen, Thanks before for we, you already know, man. Listen, I appreciate everybody coming on. Before we even get started, Brad, I finally, finally did see the picture of you wearing Gator gear, bro. I'm sure that was a bet. <laughs> I've heard I've heard a lot about that, blah, 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 but I finally got to see the photo. Please just tell me that was definitely like a bet that you lost. That was a bet that I lost to my fiance going back like three years ago when Damn. it actually happened. Um, she's a Gator fan, right? So, yeah, she's a she's a Gator fan. Oh, and uh, I had to wear it for the Gator, uh, the Florida Georgia game. We went to the to the game. I got got to go for free. All I had to do was wear a gator shirt and a gator hat that was given to me for the day. So I said, all right, well, I lost the bet because it was it was actually the bet for the Miami Hurricane uh, LSU game year prior. So tell, tell me one thing bet. though. Your car or her car doesn't have one of those house divided plates on it, does it? No, no, none of that. None of that at all. None of that, bro. No. no. The, 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 the house divided stop, stopped at uh, our son, which is named Christian Kane, C A N E. Oh, okay. So all right. Everybody, every, everybody want to rock that Kane name. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good, man. You know, I got Grace and Kane. You know, it's all good, man. Listen, at the end of the day, we you, if you guys look here on the screen, man, we all rocking that orange and green, and that's what it's about. This edition here of the Kane Gang Radio Show, we really wanted to jump into. There's, there's something special brewing here at the University of Miami. You know, again, the excitement that has kind of transcended literally from the end of 2020, you know, in 2021, now is like – you start to see the momentum. Obviously, a few years back, Miami was six and seven, kind of went through another season, went eight and three. You know, again, the, the three losses were, were bad losses, right? But now you're looking into the future and you can start to see the momentum. Again, I'm a big believer you got to give a coach at least four years to kind of build their class and, and move forward. And I think Manny Diaz has right, he has right the wrong in, in numerous aspects. We've talked about this numerous times. You know, the whole situation with, with Dan Enos got rid of him 
brought in Rhett Lashley. You know, the, the whole situation with the defense last year with Blake Baker, you know, again, listen, it's all on him this year, right? He's decided he's calling the shots. Um, listen, more power to you, but you bring in some significant others. You bring in Bob Shoup. You bring in T-Rob. You kind of, you know, bring in DVD as an undergrad to T-Rob. But not only do you do that, you really, really making some moves and landing some top-notch kids as far as piquing their interest to potentially come to the University of Miami. And I think that's what I want to lead into is Paradise Camp. We didn't have Paradise Camp. Look, and I've been to a bunch of Paradise Camps, and it's a great thing for fans, right? Like, obviously, you go out there, and I'm not even there for the recruits. For me, it's let me see who the old school ballers are because, you know what, we all first-name basis. We rocking up there, yo, Big Daddy, yo, 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 47, yo, whoever the case may be. That's what I like to see at Paradise Camp. I don't care about the PSAs because at the end of the day, Half of them don't even come here anyway, right? So to me, it's about the ballers. But talking about Paradise Camp, I'm going to throw some questions around to you guys, and I want you guys to talk to me about because I think Paradise Camp really is something special. You're talking about the University of Miami. You're talking about the brotherhood. You're talking about the alumni coming back and some of the great alumni to come back and talk and teach these kids. So I'm going to start with you, Max. What is the most important thing about Paradise Camp in your opinion? The most important thing for me is that these guys can go talk to all these all-time greats. I don't I don't know about any other school that hosts an event that's going to have 10 to 30 to you know maybe even 40 at some some events where they can go talk to these guys, the Andre Johnsons, the Reggie Waynes, the Michael Irvins. And then you have the recent guys like Jalen Phillips is going to be there. Jose Borgales is going to be there. You have a lot of those, you know, Sheldrick Wedrine as well. So it, it's just a really good opportunity for these these young uh, prospects to be able to talk to some of the greats and, and learn about the program. And I think that's, that's the best thing for me. Mike McCoy, talk to me. What do you think the importance of paradise camp is? Look, man, we talk about, and we know about the university of Miami being this big old family, the camaraderie on and off the field guys coming back. So this is just an example of that. The young guys can see the old guys that care still coming back. The Michael Irvin's, the Warren Saps, the Blades brothers, whoever, you know, whoever's coming. Um, and then the young guys, they can relate to them. Like you, like Max just said, the Red Wines and how many of those guys are Hall of Famers? Hester's coming back. Phillips just played last year. He's coming back. So to see all of these generational guys come back, having an impact in college football, damn, that could be me. You know, that could be me. And I think that's the biggest part, to show, to show that they could still be a family and still are a family. And I could get advice from Michael Irvin or whatever. I think that's huge. I think that – and nobody else in the country can do that. Nobody right. else in the country can do that. No, 100%. And this is why I feel like everybody – and I'm going to get – the next four are going to answer. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on what paradise and why paradise is important. Eric, talk to me. What do you think – why do you think paradise is important? Um, paradise – I mean, we can't talk about paradise without giving Mark Rich a shout-out. Because, I mean, I right. mean – Right. Right. Um, but paradise, I mean, yes, we all know it's where – you know, the alumni come back and, you know, have a more hands-on and show, like they said, the family. But if you think about it, this is where the coaches get their hands-on these now 2023, 2024, 2025. You know, they start building that relationship. They can now see it. And, I mean, kids that are 2021 and 2022 didn't have the liberty of um, doing all these camps, you know, the last year and a half now. So, I mean, this isn't even so much as a camp for them as, you know, we all know the Shamar Stewart's are, are our biggest target. Wesley Besant's are our biggest targets. But most mm -hmm. of them, 
you know, we may get one or two on campus, but they're mostly kids are doing their OVs. So this isn't going to be a 2022 movement. This is more for, let's see if uh, we want Brandon Enos or Jalen Brown. Do we want Nathaniel Joseph or Santa Fleming? Like, this is where your 2023s and your 2024s are, you know, built to see who we move forward towards um, and our, our shuffle of our boards. Gotcha. Bird, I'm going to say uh, Chief and I'm going to say Brad for last. Bird, what's your, what's your take on the importance of Paradise Camp? Well, I think I think Max, you know, hit, hit the nail on the head there with it, right? I mean, it's all about having a kind of a, a destination event that no other school offers, right? I mean, you look around the country, we're pretty close to, to college football as a whole, and I don't know of any other school that that does this, right? That has this destination camp. It's an annual event uh, that has the biggest names and gold jackets walking all around and Super Bowl rings and you know guys that have been there and guys that can relate to these kids, right? A lot of the time they come from you know, the same areas and the same neighborhoods and everything. And that, that means something. It means something to the recruits and it means something to the families of the recruits. Right. So, you know, all these guys get to come down here, they get to experience Miami and they get to see a really well uh, orchestrated camp. Um, that's just with legends walking all over. And it, as these kids leave and want to be part of things. Right. So chief and Brad, you guys are literally like diehard recruiting gurus, right? Like th this is what you guys live for. To me, I'm about that, like that, that, uh, you know, letter of intent until you sign on that dotted line, I'm a rock with you, right? Like, listen, I get caught up in a little bit, but this is what you guys do. You know, chief, you over there shooting out edits, just like he does Brad, you know, you're hitting it hard, you know, with Kane's inside. So chief, talk to me about the importance for you about what's happening, what Miami's doing with paradise. Yeah, so I think if you look at it from the recruiting standpoint, kind of moving forward, I think everybody, you know, crushed it right here. He, he kind of led into what I was talking about. But I, I really think that, you know, if we look back to Garcia and Williams, right, I think I remember when they were do, throwing up the U together. I, I believe that was at a Paradise Camp years ago in 2019 um, timeframe. That came to fruition later on, right? And so the relationships that recruits build together at Paradise, at the U, I think that's huge. And then second is, so these, this might, we not, we, we're probably going to be talking about the 2021 paradise and 2023 and 2024. And mm -hmm. 20, these are going to be seeds that are planted that will continue to grow for years to come. Maybe not even the people that are here, but the people that bring that back. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one thing to think of. And the second thing is, you know, T Rob, when he took the job, you know, I remember him going all over going, I can't wait to get kids on campus because this is not what I thought the University of Miami looked like. The campus has developed, right? The old days of recruit against the facilities is gone. I think every single one of the 2022 recruits and 2023 have mentioned those dorms, right? And if nobody's been around campus since those dorms are open, it's like, it is paradise. It's not right. live in paradise, right? You work out in paradise. Right. And to match paradise with fresh blood, because somebody put on the message below, I think it was Hurricane Kane, I don't remember coupon on below, but they were talking about they don't know our pillars. That's the great thing I think that the, you know, Pop and the team are doing, right? Yeah, so everything came. That the Pop is doing and, and the rest of the crew is doing is that if you notice, we're bringing in Urban and Phillips. I mean, you go from old school <laughs> to new school, right? Yeah. And so this isn't just bringing back old people they don't even know the guy their dad likes, right? Or I like, I grew up on. This is somebody they saw playing and drafted minutes ago and so i think for me those are the two things is facilities and then connecting those planting those seeds for 2023 24 25. 
Okay. You know, be money, you know, talk to me. I know obviously you followed a lot of big, you know, you're going to be down there. Uh, you'll probably be covering a little bit through Kane's inside and stuff. Talk to me about the importance of paradise and what paradise means to some of these kids. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think everyone pretty much touched on every little thing you can. So it's impossible not to repeat anything. But as far as me, um, when you look at this, you look at the old school players, like everyone's been mentioning, one of the knocks on those is a lot of these young men that are going to be at Paradise Camp, they might have never even seen these guys play, right? So then you got guys like the Jalen Phillips that they could kind of turn on TV just from last season and watch play. But then you go back to the relationships, some of the staff that you talked about, the T-Robs, the Jess Simpsons, the coach issues, even a guy like Rhett Lashley, who's not only, you know, already secured his 2022 quarterback in Ja'Curry Brown, but now you're setting yourself up for success, which is exactly what I'm going to get into um, with the quarterback situation, 2023, 2024, and 2025. But at the end of the day, I think the whole point of this paradise camp from the get-go when Mark Rick pretty much started this tradition was we knew right away that the best football players in the nation were in our backyard, right? There were so many of them all across, any, anywhere you get, right? All hands, anywhere. The great thing about paradise camp is you're able to bring all the local talent along with the outside talent and put them all on an even platform and kind of go off of a talent evaluator standpoint and figure out who is the best of the best. Even though you're not putting on helmets and shoulder pads, this is where competition comes in, in my opinion. And, and, and this goes for not only our players currently on the football team, but the past guys as well, they'll be there. But with this coaching staff in play now that you have with the relationship builders that everyone keeps talking about, this is the key where you're going to be setting yourself up for success, not only for last year in 2021, like King's Chief mentioned, but 2022, 2023, and so on. Um, I'm very excited for, for what we got at Paradise Camp because specifically the wide receiver room, um, like we've all mentioned, it's pretty deep right now. But after next year, you know, you're going to be losing anywhere from four to six guys. And specifically in that 2023 class, we all know, specifically in the Florida area, specifically South Florida, it is very deep at wide receiver. And even if you miss on a Brandon Ennis, Santana Fleming, like you mentioned, you got the Nathaniel Josephs, you got the um, Hakeem Williams, you know, that is one guy in particular I'm going to mention later on in the show. All right. One thing that, you know, was important as you just brought up is, again, a lot of these cats that are coming to Paradise, they don't know who the Michael Irvins are or, say, the Mel Bratt and so the Alonzo Highsmiths. I think it would be very intriguing for the University of Miami to walk these kids through that Hall of Fame over there and show them exactly what that's about. Show them what was what, what you know what those older cats did in order to get Miami to where they are, to where they were and to where we need to get to where we need to get back to. I think a lot of times you have to establish the past and remember the past to move forward into the future. Like, again, I'm an old school cat, right? Like I'm almost pushing 50, but at the end of the day, man, like I was brought up on that, you know, fatigues, you know, and the Fiesta ball, whether or not we won or lost, it didn't matter. It was that, that, that aura that the university of Miami had around them, like them dogs back then, like the Jerome Browns and the Cortez. And like, you look at the D line just in general, like the Cortez Kennedys, the Russell Maryland's, you know, the Warren Saps, like, those are straight dogs that we had back then. And they were the trendsetters who really solidified that defense, you know, and everything else was kind of a, a bonus. You know, again, we need to get back to that. But I think what these kids need to do at Paradise is roll through the Hall of Fame, see some of them trophies, see some of them jerseys. Man, sit down and have these cats, you know, maybe the first hour you just show videos of some of them old school cats. Mike, talk to me. That is key because I don't think you could be a real king without knowing where you came from. All right. A lot of these kids and we know that, you know, uh, part of the downfall UM was because they led away where well, we strayed from the template that was proven to work. But then guys came and wanted to do their own thing. And they thought that by donning the U on their helmet, they had a free ticket to the league. 
And that's not the case. Billy Corbin's documentary was a gift and a curse for the University of Miami. It right. did great, and it, it was it was bad at the same time. Right. But uh, Greg Rousseau is a victim of this, too, because I remember it was on ESPN. They asked him about UM's all-time sack leader, and he didn't know who Dan Stubbs was. I love, I love Rousseau, but that's a problem to me. You got to know these guys, especially if they played your position. And knowing their history, I think that's a big part of being a king. Bert, go ahead. We got about 45 seconds before we go Yeah, to yeah, and I know, I know we're about to go to break here. But, you know, the one thing I wanted to say is, is looking at the rosters with this that I'm, like, just loving seeing is the fact that we are making quarterback, I think, the number one priority. So if you look at the list, you know, of course, we got Ja'Curry locked in for this year, right? But after that, you know, Malachi Singleton is, is going to be here, right? Um, you know, the next year, Tyler Aronson, who, we've, you know, who we've had on the show, and we know that kid can sling it. Uh, and then after that, you know, Colin Hurley, uh, who's playing up in Brad's neck of the woods, right? And, you know, just from everything that they've they've said from watching this guy, he's another stud. So, you know, you, the, the rule in recruiting, rule number one is you take a quarterback every single right. year. And seeing us laying the foundation for that's awesome. Good. So, Mike, obviously you're a Slam Radio, Slam Radio guy here, you know, partner with us. Go ahead and take us to break real quick, and then uh, we'll be right back, guys. Fellas, we'll be right back here on the Kane Gang Show. You're listening to the Kane Gang Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vilo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? Les saluda la diva, otra, la caballota, la reina. Y un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. First, uh, first segment down again. What was the importance of Paradise Camp? I think you guys all nailed it on the head. I like looking out in the comments. Of, you know, again, someone said old dudes or old old dudes rock. At the end of the day, man, like Mike, you hit it on the head. You gotta know who came before you. Like you just you gotta know. And and if you don't know, that's a problem, right? That's a problem. So you know, some of us old school cast, man. You know, again, to me, it's more important to know where the tradition started to to get to where you're going. You know what I mean? Right. So. Um, all right, so moving on, man. So, again, that was kind of the importance of what's Paradise Camp. So I'm going to start off with Brad this time. What are you looking for in particular at Paradise Camp? 
Me specifically, I'm looking at the 2023 class at wide receiver, like I mentioned before. Um, you, we, we talked about recently about Brandon Ennis, Santana Fleming. These are going to be the two most popular guys probably in South Florida right now that people are going after. But like, you know, someone I talked to recently, Coach Rob Likens, he already is aware that, you know, some of the bigger schools, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, are making, you know, headway for those guys. So he's not really too worried about that, where he's, you know, building his ground on some of the, you know, more underrated guys in the area or someone that someone like a Nathaniel Joseph, um, Hakeem Williams. You also got uh, Jalen Brown as well out of Miami Gulliver prep. Um, those are going to be your three key guys as far as wide receiver. And then also just the future of uh, the quarterback, right? Um, Dirty Bird said it earlier, as far as, you know, the, the couple guys, whether it be 2023, 24, 25, but not only what we're, you know, setting up for the future at quarterback, but if you, if you turn on, you know, social media in the past day or two, Miami is top five in the quarterback room in all of college football this year. That is something that has never been said about this program in a very, very, very long time. And Brad, let me, let me, let me interrupt you. And that's having guys who haven't even touched a field. You're talking about having King as your leader with TVD, Jake Garcia, Ryan Rizik, you know, Peyton Matoko, all those guys. I mean, yeah, you, you talk about a player or two that they've gotten in, but you're talking about a top, you know, five quarterback class with literally one guy who has played one season. That's it. So go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and to your point, I mean, that doesn't always that doesn't just give a bunch of points to, you know, the three quarterbacks that you mentioned that are probably going to get most of the snaps. But that gives a lot of credit to Rhett Lashley and what Manny Diaz did as far as right. getting Rhett Lashley into this program. Because like we just, you know, we preached Mark Rick about creating this paradise camp. But at the same time, he gave us John Rick as a quarterback coach. And as we all know, we have not had a really good quarterback coach in, in quite a while. You know, I don't even want to mention the other guy's name. So the fact that we have someone like Wright Lashley second year in the system um, with, with all the receiver talent that we have, you know, I think a lot of fans don't quite realize what type of power Wright Lashley's, you know, style offense can give to this team. You know, because of this wide receiver room, having, you know, 10 to 14 guys, you're going to need that because seven to eight guys are constantly going to be rotating in this offense, right. specifically at the wide receiver. Right. Eric, talk to me. What do you what are you looking for? Obviously, again, you do a lot of edits for cats like that. Is there anybody in particular or what are you looking for in particular for Paradise Camp? Um, I mean, I'm not really looking like for anything specific. I just want to know how these official visits are gonna go. Um, because when you look at it, they're not able to participate. Even though they're on campus, they can do private workouts but can't participate in the camp. So I wanna see if you see somebody like Dr. Richardson, go up to, you know, somebody like Calais Campbell, have a chit-chat, you know, see what relationships get built outside of there. See if you have, like, a Jonathan Vilma uh, walk up and talk to Devon Jackson and get him to lock it up. You know, those are, are key to me. I mean, Paradise, I've been to five or four now, and, I mean, it's like, you know, the same thing. You just see kids come in and out. So I like seeing them build that relationship and, you know, get coached up, but – I want to see how it goes with having official visitors on campus during it, this camp, see how, how that turns out. Gotcha. Bird, talk to me. Bird, what are you in a daze? Are you frozen? All right, we'll move on. Chief Kane, talk to me. What are you looking – Chief, what are you looking forward to? Well, I think Bird was going to say is uh, – <laughs> I, I really what – I what I think is, uh, you know – you know, a lot of intel has come out. It's coming out right now. You know, on Twitter, who's coming and who's visiting, which which um, you know, which alumni is coming back. Uh, for me, I really want to see what surprises. You know, there's always somebody that comes to Paradise Camp that's not mentioned before. I mean, we got the Stewart. Uh, you know, we got him or Shamar. We got him early 
notification that he's going to be there, that, that can't be under, overstated, you know, yeah. full time in a month. So from a recruiting standpoint, because, you know, Paradise Camp, <laughs> we were planting those seeds like we talked about. Uh, Bird, that's what you were going to say, right? <laughs> no, my, my computer was going crazy on me there for a second. So sorry about that, guys. I just, no, no, that's okay. Uh, I'll pick over the answer for you. But yeah, I think – I really think that, and when you match up, this is the first. Remember, I think we got to remember this is the first Paradise Camp with this coaching crew, right? So when you get T. Rob and his aggressive, I think you know Brad was talking about it, the competition. Imagine getting T. Rob out there with Mike Irvin, right? You know, and Lamar and DVD, and I mean, there are these kids are not gonna know what hits them. When you're matching up and you got this 2025 kid, right? And and Lamar is talking to him about Joseph going to light him up. I mean, this is going to be pretty – I wish we could be there for it because I just want to see those people, those recruits feel the competition from the alumni and yep. the coaches, right? Yep. Uh, I think yeah. that's going to be pretty amazing. So that's what got me fired up about it. Mike, I see you shaking your head over there. I see that you want to maybe, like, chime in on that. Oh, no, I'm just agreeing with him 100% <laughs> because, I mean – what do I want to see? I can't believe nobody has said commitments. God damn it. I want to see somebody commit, you know, and whether it's going to happen or not, whatever. I mean, that's what I want. You ask me what I want, not what I think is going to happen. Yeah, it, it might happen. Who knows? But that's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see some commit. I want to see, you know, all of these guys. But um, going off of what Chief said, man, it, it is all about relationships, but not just with the with the alum guys. But you, you see what your Curry Brown's doing. You see what DJ Dallas did. You know, you see what the ambassadors did for previous classes and how it how it went. So hopefully these guys are chumming it up and, you know, one five star is talking to another five star or, or, or not even that, just relationships because that goes a long way. And this is how Kane teams won in the past. They did stuff together. It wasn't just on off the field. Chemistry is a real thing in sports, okay? And I hate people that 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 downplay it. Not just chemistry on the field, but off the field, in the classroom, at your dorms, in everywhere. Because that, if I have your back off the field, I'm gonna have your back on it, and that that, that matters. Yeah, Max, talk to me. What do you what are you looking for? I mean, Mike my, my took the words right out of my mouth. Commitments, but more specifically <laughs> on that front, we have two huge linebacker prospects on official visits this weekend, in Demario Tolan and Devon Jackson. And from everything that I've seen and heard, Devon Jackson is between a sinking ship in Arizona State and Miami. So I want him committing during Paradise <laughs> Camp because we need some linebackers. And yeah. we've got two amazing linebackers that are going to be on campus. I don't know. You know, obviously, Wesley, I don't think he's going to be there. Hopefully, he shows up and, and spurns whatever other visit he's thinking about going on. Uh, but we got two killers that we need to try and land. And uh, that's what I'm looking for the most. Uh, but I love the competition. I love the the ability for these coaches to have their hands on these guys early so they can start building that relationship, seeing how competitive they are, and, and, and that's going to be great as well. Okay, Bird, before you kind of froze like a popsicle <laughs> like a popsicle stick over there and just like, like a deer in the headlights, I was asking, like, what are you looking forward to as far as that paradise? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, seeing these guys get in there and spend time with the, uh, with the NFL alumni, right, guys that they've watched – get drafted guys that they've watched sign huge contracts guys that they've watched play in super bowls and play on the tv on sunday and make plays and you know that means so much to these kids because what every one of them has in common is that they want to be those guys they want to get to the league they want to get paid mm -hmm. right and the only way for them to do that is to get in and, and learn from these guys and know how it's done because it's not just going in there and running a fast 40 right like 
you got to go, you got to win it on the field, man. And, uh, you know, these guys are able to talk about how that happens because it's not easy, right? Like the guys who make it to the league, it takes a lot to get there. And, you know, that's what I want to see is those are those relationships. Hey, Bird, you, you want to know what I noticed about you when you were frozen? Your eyes are beautiful, bro. Ah! <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Feel like we got some broke back mountain going over here. <laughs> I don't really know how to say that, but you know, it's a compliment, bro. It's bro love. I will, I will say though, this. I mean, speaking of broke back, you know, Matt Max mentioned earlier two big linebacker targets, one in Devon Jackson, but the yeah. other one in Demario Tolan. Right, he's between LSU and Miami. Right, so for us to possibly yes. lose someone like Demario Tolan to lead recruiter Blake Baker. Blake you want Baker. to talk about someone having a broke back. It would be Manny Diaz losing a recruitment battle to Blake Baker and a key prospect and position at linebacker like Demario Tolan. Yeah. Um, Blake Baker. Thank you, Baker. <laughs> One thing that I'm looking for, and again, I really wanted to get your perspective on it, but, you know, you guys mentioned the brotherhood. You, you mentioned the camaraderie, you know, about the alumni. Like, to me, you know, it would be – if these guys were still kind of – very competitive. And I think they are, whether or not it's Lamar Thomas, whether or not it's whoever's out there, Beeson, Shockey, Nujoku. Like I want to see Shockey line up and have someone maybe like, like get like a Ryan McNeil or somebody like just somebody there and just show me how to battle. Show me your get off move. You know, again, put the best against the best, get your alumni out there. Lamar, Lamar Thomas can't do it. He's got like some hit surgery or something like that. So, you know, but again, you put Lamar out there, you put Benny blades, you know, line them up, show me how to work it. You know, to me, that would be important too. If these alumni, you know, again, you talked about Jonathan Vilma going to chop it up with somebody, you know, you roll over another guy, John Beast, like, look, come here. Okay. Let me talk to you. Let me show you my stance. What are you looking for here? If you see this, you know, this set, what are you looking for? Like, to me, that's what these guys can bring to the table. You know, you got so much talent and you have so much experience and so much knowledge from the University of Miami as far as alumni. It's just a plethora of wisdom that is kind of just getting ready to just rain down into your brain. And if you do not soak it up, then you're an idiot. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. like you have to take everything that you're given Use it. I don't care if it's just in life in general, right? Not just here at the University of Miami talking about football stuff, but a lot of these cats, Michael Irvin will sit there and talk to you about life skills too. You know, like it's, that's important as well, you know? So I think moving forward, it should be very, very interesting to see what happens. Again, someone said over there this year, surprise is going to be co as a special speaker, bro. If they give me a microphone, <laughs> I, will, I will drop the hammer down on these. <laughs> Bro, listen, all you got to do is give me an opportunity, and I'm rocking and rolling with that stuff. Man. So, bro, 100%. So we got a couple more minutes before we go to break. I just want to throw something out there. Someone brought up Shamar Stewart, right? Is he our biggest target? You guys bro. can answer how you – okay, so, again, even though he's rated up there as high as he is as far as nationally, Brad, we got about four about four minutes. Who's our biggest target? Wesley Bassaint. Okay, E. Wesley Ditto. Mike, Ditto. Ditto, man. Everybody's going Wesley, right? Yeah. That's the one where if we were to lose him by chance, that would be crushing. Well, and I think the reason being is also, we remember, the it's a position of such amazing need. You know, the linebacker position at Miami has always been the alpha, right? We had we had great safeties, right? But Vilma's and Lewis's and just spit them all out. Even the down years, we had – alpha male linebackers that just took over. And I'm not saying we don't. They're just okay. a little bit younger, right? Um, and so Wesley's got the talent. He's from here. And exactly. I hear he's the alpha in Dade County. Like, so is, so is Willie Williams. 
in the, yeah. in the nation, not just Dade County, but in the nation. Wesley Bassane is the best linebacker in the nation. And then to your point, I was going to say, to your point, though, not only that, but with the linebacker position, the same thing goes for the cornerback position, right? Guys like Earl Little and possibly a Jacoby Spells you might miss on. The reason why we're not worried about that aspect is because the realistic options that we have in play on yeah. the cornerback position. Yeah. When you go to the linebacker position, you miss out on Wesley. Your realistic options are very slim. So why we're talking about linebackers, and again, it's just a little roundtable. Um, I'm going to throw this out real quick. Berg, best linebacker to ever come out of University of Miami. Uh, one name, just one name. Dan Morgan. Okay, Max. Dan Morgan. Chief. Ray. Mike. 44, baby. 44. Eric. Got it. Got to be. Morgan. 44, Colin McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Jennings. Uh, Brad. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Brad Dan, Morgan, Dan Morgan, but I know I know who Coach's gonna say. No, no, no. Listen, I, I've said it from Rip, and I've said it. Dan Morgan, hands down, is the best player. And you can even say linebacker, the best player to ever come out of the University of Miami. Ooh, okay. I mean, you look at somebody from a defensive side of the ball who won all three national collegiate awards in one year. Like it's just. And listen, don't get me wrong. Like, you can just look across the board at how many studs we had. But, like, someone like Dan Morgan to play. People want to talk about Ray. People want to talk about Vilma. And, and you guys don't – like, I mean, some of you older guys might catch this. But if Nate Webster does not declare to go to the draft, Dan Morgan is not getting on the field. That's, <laughs> like, that's what I thought you were going to say. And one of the reasons I said, you know, Ray is when Ray stepped up, he – from day one, right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I will be the best. That, that mantra – you know, you go back to Armstead and you go back to, you know, all of the greats, you know, the Superman and, and Flash and all those guys. Th that, that wasn't there right then. That mantra, that Ray, I'm going to be the best, not the recruited guy. I think Ray helps lead to Dan. And, and I don't know if any of you guys hear the John Beeson interview with uh, Josh. On, yeah, on podcast. On yeah. I mean, he said Dan, right? He he said best Kane ever. He, you know, Beeson said the exact same thing to you, just the best Kane ever was Dan Morgan. So I'm not debating that. I, I just preference, I think, for me in my time, it was Ray and what he yeah. did. Um, so. Well, what's funny is if you guys watched the, the series, The Young Rock, you know, The Rock was talking about how he was, like, wanting to get in there, wanted to be the first one. You know, his senior year, he walks in there. Guess who's, like, beats him by, like, a half hour in the weight room? Warren's Ray up. Lewis sitting in there <laughs> as a freshman. I thought it was like, Warren up. No, Ray Lewis is sitting in there. Gosh, man. But, like, that just shows you the, the competitiveness of those guys. Here's a freshman, an 18-year-old kid says, look, I'm coming here and I'm putting that work in. Where yep. are we going to find that next 18-year-old kid who's going to put that moniker on his back and say, you know what? I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be that dude who's going to come in here and change the mentality and change the, the, the foundation of our program. We don't do we have that. that. Do we know we don't have that yet? We don't have yeah. that. Who, but who is going to be that guy? That's what I'm looking for. That's what I am looking for. Okay, now James Williams, put, put the work in. I like, think again, it, I th me personally, I think you're start like in the last two recruiting classes, you're starting to get a lot of guys that have that traits. And yeah. now you're starting to get on the flip side where now we're looking at who doesn't have that. So now it's starting to look more obvious to who doesn't have it than who does have it. So now we're getting on a, on a yeah. good side of it. Well, yeah. you know what? We're going to we're going to get on the good side of the break because uh, Slam Radio will kind of maybe fire me if I don't like go to break. So, Bert, run us a break and we'll be back shortly. All right. You're listening to our roundtable here for Paradise Camp on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145 with the Can Gang. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Kang Gang. All right, we're back, everybody. Again, second segment down, hitting the third one here in the first hour of the Kang Gang Radio Show. Many of you guys know Mike McCoy has a, a show on uh, Slam Radio as well on Wednesdays. Mike, what time? 11 to 1 or what, what's your time? It's now going to be moved to Tuesdays 12 to 2. It was Wednesdays 12 to 2, but now okay. it's Tuesdays 12 to 2, yeah. Tuesdays 12 to 2. Check out Mike McCoy on uh, Slam Radio, channel 145. You can see Brad over on Kane's Insight. Brad, you guys still recording on Wednesday nights at 9, 9 p.m., is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. You Listen, we're all putting stuff out there, man. Listen, we're all here to support one another, all here to do our thing. And uh, we're talking Paradise Camp, talking recruiting. We're talking about Dan Morgan being the best player ever to come out of UM. And, I, I mean, again, opinions are going to vary based on, you know, age and things like that. But to me – being able to watch that kid play, coming in as a fullback and then transcending into a linebacker, kind of like a DJ Williams, right? When DJ came in, obviously he was Mr. He could do whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember his freshman year, he scored a touchdown playing fullback against FSU. And again, he saw the writing on the wall, like, man, I could be a beast on the defensive side of the ball and let me just rock with it. So it's great to see people change positions as well. Like one of the most, to me, impressive switches that ever happened at the University of Miami is someone like Sam Shields who couldn't catch – you know what? Finally, you guys understand. Let's put him on the other side of the ball and see what he can do. And my man had a great career in the NFL, right? So, again, I, I'd like to see some different position changes. Brad, you and I talked about someone like Keontre Smith moving to linebacker. Great move or mediocre move? Oh, that was a great move, no doubt. I mean, we've already talked about it before, how bad the linebacker position has been in the past, not only on the football field, but how we've been doing recruiting. So now what you're doing is you look in the past class and the year before – we were kind of questioning and looking at each other like, why are we getting so many strikers? Why are we getting so many safeties? Well, now those strikers and safeties are kind of benefiting in a different way because a lot of these guys have a lot of different athleticism, athletic traits to where they could play in the passing game or in the running game. You mentioned Keontre Smith, but another young guy in the making is Chase Smith as well. I think both of those two guys combined with a you know a veteran guy like Amari Carter, you combine those three guys and then your, your solidified guy in Gilbert Frierson, you're cooking up some good things along with some young guys like James Williams. Max, talk to me about position change. What are you or who are you most excited to see position wise moving moving into this next season? Uh, this next season, I mean, we have a, a a big lack of production at defensive end. So I know it's not you know the the fan favorite answer, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what McLeod can do at defensive boom, end. Boom! 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 One hundred percent. Like, he, he's already put on a ton of weight. He looks like a DN already. Um, I didn't see much from him in the spring game, but I'm intrigued to see what he can do um, because he's a guy that, that does work extremely, extremely hard. Yeah. Mike, talk to me. What are you, what are you thinking about a position change and who are you liking? 
I can't stand position changes. <laughs> no, I'm serious, but I have, good really reason. <laughs> I have good reason to. Because okay. I was a huge fan of James Bryant. What the hell did they move him from linebacker for? Because I, I think could have been a beast. And there was a bunch of position changes that I never agreed with. Okay, There were some good ones. Eric Winston tied into to tackle. Okay, cool. I get that. But there was just some that blew my mind and it pissed me off. Um, I like Carter switching. I was confused that they chose him to move to striker instead of linebacker, but I'm not the X's and O's guy, so I trust the coaches, especially Manny calling the shots. Cool. He's going to see the field more. I think that uh, 53 getting on, the, uh, putting his hands in there is going to be, be a big deal because of who's coaching him up, okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a big deal, man. And I hate the idiots out there that don't want to see the guys because it's their fourth year and he didn't do anything. There's something called the money year that goes a long way, okay? These guys are playing for their future. And um, I just I, I don't like that. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. And if another thing is we're not going to have a coaching staff that allows guys to play just because you've been here the longest. They're going to let the best guys play. So don't be mad if you see 53 out there on the field a lot. It's probably because he deserves it. Right. 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 Kane, talk to me. What do you what do you think about position change and who do you like? Is Wait, he frozen? Too? Yeah, you. Oh, my bad. Um yeah, you know, I think you guys covered a lot of them. I, I, I'm thinking through my head, you know, there's a lot of move there between the linebacker and the striker. I'm going to be very – I won't cover it with a specific one, but, you know, there was some information that came out in the last two weeks about Ish and what the striker he's recruiting at. Um, I think we, you and I talked a little bit about it when Singletary or kind of released the, where the defense is going to look like. I know it's a little bit off topic, but I'm, I'm interested to see what the striker is actually utilized. They were talking more of that nickel, more of a – kind of a safety role, less linebacker role, uh, third linebacker. Uh, I know with the spread, but also being able to come down with, with Lathan kind of coming in and, you know, doing a workout, but didn't really blow it away. And he's more of a mobile guy. I'm very interested to see what, who matches. Is it going to be Chase? Is it going to be the, you know, Keyshawn? Is it, who is going to be the striker? And is there Carter? Is it going to be Carter? You know, I don't know what the striker role and who's going to do that. And we might not know right now. It might be in the fall before we see, who the real is. I know Gabe's got it locked, but what, what else is going to be there? You always got to have two deep. So. Right, right. Before I get to Rasta, Bird, talk to me. What are you thinking about position change and who you like? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know me, man. I mean, I, I've, I've been preaching on the Zach McLeod move that I think is the best thing for Zach, uh, especially if you can get in that 270, uh, you know, 275 range, right? Uh, you know, when you consider the Feely program uh, physically for him uh, and then Jess Simpson coaching him on the D-line, I mean, he's already 6'3". I think he's a more natural D than he was – linebacker so you know i love the move for zach uh you know zach is an extremely no matter what anybody in kane's twitter thinks they know about him zach is an extremely intelligent individual uh he's got a he's got it upstairs he's a he's a smart kid uh you know he's very committed he's he's very dedicated to what he's doing uh, so i think the world of him and i think he's gonna uh, come out here and have an amazing senior season that makes everybody say i was wrong and don't worry i got a lot of y'all bookmark <laughs> he's, got, he's got Brad's tweets pinned up there already. So. No, I, don't think I don't think he hit the slander too hard. Man. No, I Eric, just don't cheerlead like you guys. <laughs> Listen, man, like there's there's certain guys that I will cheerlead for, right? Because at the end of the day, again, I don't care if you're a walk on, if you're a five star recruit, you put the helmet on, I'm going to cheer for you regardless. But Zach has been one of those guys that I've I've kind of bonded with from Rip since his literally freshman freshman year when. You know, him, Pinkney, and Shaq came in, and we met up at Oxbridge. Like, literally, was a respectful 18-year-old kid. I think he called me sir, which made me feel old. But at the same time, but you could just see 
you know, just the, the respectfulness. So I'm going to, I'm going to root for that kid. E, talk to me about who you think and where you like and position changes that. Um, not so much as a position change, just something I'm ready to see. I mean, everybody knows my heart is on the back end of a DB at heart. Um, one thing I'm ready to see is, is the free roam that they're giving Devontae Williams. Um, you're not going to see him line up just at corner, just at nickel, just at striker, just at safety. They're going to put him in the best spot on the field for that play. Um, we haven't had that in a while. You either have a corner one year, safety another year, striker. I'm ready to see how they, they just incorporate, you know, Avante into the defense and just let him roam, let him, you know, make plays. So I think we're going to see that a lot more. Whew. I think when you start putting, and again, Avante Williams is a name, like they, for a while there, I was under the impression that this kid probably would never even play football again because of the injury, right? Obviously, listen, like congrats to, to medical science and what they can do and what they can bring out and how they can make people, you know, it's like even like someone with like, you know, Derek King, if you guys saw him last week, my man is literally six months, you know, away from his surgery on his ACL. And my man's out there killing it, right? So the modern yes. technology is – because when I had my ACL, I was literally 13 months. You know, I was done. Couldn't do nothing for 13 months. My man's out there running, cutting, throwing. I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe you shouldn't be showing that right now. Like, you know, you're giving Bama, like, little, little clips of how you're moving. Um, but, again, you know, it, it's – Avante is a very, very special talent. You, you like you said, you can line him up pretty much anywhere, and it kind of reminds me of what they did with Redwine towards the end of his career. Like they would have Redwine, you know, coming in safety, coming off the corner, putting him in nickel, you know. So again, you got to be able to use your players in every aspect and let them run and do whatever they can to help your team win, right? You just can't sit back there and be like, okay, we're gonna play, you know, five deep, and you know, we'll give you a ten yard cushion. I think Manny's gonna bring the heat, and I think they got to, you know, fulfill with that. Um, another name that I think that is going to be interesting, if you guys watch the Phil Steele's, you know, preseason All-American, is what is going to happen this year with my man Kane's chief, you know, his man crush, Bubba Bolden? Because I, I, <laughs> this is this is Kane's chief's literally man crush. I think, let me ask you a question. Do we all have a man crush on the team? I'm just, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so before we start, before I get to you, Bubba, I mean Kane's chief, because <laughs> – Bird, who's your man crush on the team? De'Aaron King, man. That's your boy. Oh, he's rocking the king. All right, we'll go with that. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because <laughs> he's the he's the best quarterback that we have had here, and as far as I can remember, man, um, I think he gives us the best chance to win. As far um, as you can remember? Yeah. Like, so your brain is literally like this? Because, like, how far do you remember back? Like, there was a guy <laughs> named Ken Dorsey. That I thought was pretty remember, good. Of course, I remember Dorsey, man. But so you think he's better than Dorsey? Look, I, 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 I love. They're two different players, man. So you're gonna put me in a bad spot here, man. I, look, look I'm Dorsey, spade spade, bro. Dorsey was, you know, the ultimate like, you know, leader on the team. You know, I think they have a lot of the same characteristics, although their styles of play are so different, man. So. Okay, so you're gonna go with King Max. Talk to me. Who's your man crush? It's got to be X, man. He just his drive, his work ethic. It's just second to none. I don't think there's a guy on the team that works harder than X. So let me ask you this question. Were you kind of taken back by his comments as far as, you know, the quote unquote Quan Lee situation? Mm. Or did you did you approve of that or did you disapprove of that? I knew about the comments before, um, but I honestly, I don't really approve of it because I can understand he's defending the team. But 
I don't think it's, you know, coaches can't comment on recruits. They can't right. comment on recruits. They can't list them off by names. And I don't think the players should either. Um, that's well, just he, my he just said, you know, hey, listen, you know. If yeah, you guys... but <laughs> that's just I how it. I feel about it. I don't sometimes, think it's... Listen, sometimes you got to keep it inside, hold it to yourself. Yeah. You don't want to cause, you know, any type of controversy back and forth. That could be potentially a teammate of yours. So, you know what? You just keep keep it close and then see what happens. Let's, exactly. talk, to, let's talk to Chief. Who's your man crush? Actually, my son is the Bubba guy. And so <laughs> I rock with Bubba. I'm actually King. I mean, King is, you know, when, when we were down in Orlando and we saw him walking into that, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, back to the locker room with that knee injury and how every player on there was yeah. crushed and the fans and what he means to the team. We hadn't had a quarterback and we love Hive and we loved all our quarterbacks that were here. because, Like you said, if they're wearing the U, I'm rocking with them, right? Yeah. Every single one of them. But if there's got to be one special that committed when Lashley was brand new, we didn't know what was going to go down, the thing he's gone through with his father, the thing with his family and his mother. Yeah. And, and I mean, we don't even talk about that. Like the things during COVID away from home for the first time out of Houston. I mean, I'm just rocking with him all day long. I don't care what the dude does after whether he's number one pick or he's selling insurance. He's the cane forever, and, and right. but my son, you know, he's Bubba all day. Yeah, so that, gotcha. That was an emotional moment, man. I mean, we were standing with you at the at the game there, Chief. We were, you know, right next to each other, and uh, you know, I remember just really having my stomach turn watching watching him walk to the locker room, and you know, we ran over there and you know, just just clap for him, man, just to let him know that we appreciate him. So yeah, I got know. in trouble. I got in trouble because we were during COVID, and and being in the Air Force, I got to have my mask on. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, oh, you're on TV with thank me. Thank you for your service. <laughs> and the TV's going, we got you. And I mean, I got like colonels. Yeah. And like, what are you doing? Get you. You know. So. So I Mike, a, Mike, who's your man crush? Oh man, I, I love James Williams, man. But I honestly got more than one. But he's probably he'll probably top the list. I got Sam Brooks, and I'm a big, 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 um, mellow dude. I love Romello. Okay. okay. All right. I thought you were going to say me after the eye comment earlier. Hey. <laughs> so, Eric, Eric, talk to me, man. Who's your, who's your man crush? Who who you rocking with? Cam Kitchens. Okay. Okay. A lot, a lot of got some freshmen over here. You know, you got Romello thrown by Mike. You got E throwing Cam. Talk to me about Cam. We got a few minutes before we go to break. Why Cam? Bro, he's the best all-around safety we have. Like, I mean, his IQ is through the roof. You know, his love for the game, the kid just has – he has everything you want as a leader. You know, he has the intangibles. He like, the kid, he's going to be – he's going to go down as one of the greatest. I will okay. promise you that. Okay. Listen, that, that, that's 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 bold statement. But you know what? Bold there. statement is what makes Miami Miami, right? So, hey, that Brad. Kid's, <laughs> that kid's a tank physically, I, man. We I saw him in one of the games. I co-sign on that too. So, you I go on Cam Kitchens. Well, no. So, I mean, originally it was probably going to be X. So, Max took X. So, then okay. it was going to be Cam Kitchens and then Eric okay. took Eric <laughs> So, obviously, my third choice has got to be none other than Jake Garcia, right? Okay. This guy has the mantra. He has it. And you know he has the competitive drive because he's gone through three different programs in high school and ended up still winning a state championship. And just seeing, you know, the vibe he gives off, you know, he fits the Miami culture right away. Someone from California, as we know. Anytime Miami, you know, does success with a quarterback from Cali, we do pretty well. And, yeah. you know, just seeing the vibe that he has with the, you know, the local guys, whether it be Miami Northwestern, Booker T guys, yeah. you know, just imagine, you know, 
fantasize Jake Garcia being I'm like not Miami fantasizing North, with anybody. <laughs> Miami, North, Miami Northwestern, you know, like Jake Garcia as the quarterback for Miami Northwestern a year or two ago, like they're they're probably one of the best teams ever. I got you. All right, I, I'm going to throw you mine. And obviously, like, you probably think it's like McLeod, right? Because McLeod's my dog. But uh, I'm going to throw another. Which 12? I'm literally going <laughs> to split the screen, and I'm going to go with my boy, Andy Borgalis. Like, I'm going to give my boy <laughs> some love. I think Andy wins the game yeah, in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, and listen, if Andy comes through and wins the game on a field goal in Atlanta, like, I might go to jail that night by rushing the field. I swear to God. <laughs> hey, Andy's, Andy's a real one, y'all. Like, Andy's already getting sleeved up. I mean, like, look, yeah. as soon as he got on campus, this is even before graduation, he's already getting sleeved up. He's like, you know what? Leg All right, sleeves. Mom. I, yeah, Mom, I love you. You know, Poppy, I love you. But listen, I'm in college, man. I'm going to go do my thing. Hey. <laughs> He wins that game in Atlanta against I'm Alabama. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail that night. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. It's funny because you know my my wife said, Man, you know, if you guys are if you guys lose, I don't know how to deal with you. And I'll be like, oh. no, no, no. You got you got to worry about we win that game. If we win that game, then you're really gonna have something on your hands to deal with. I'm calling out for a week. We win that. Oh, game. Oh my word! Is, yeah. is everybody? Is everybody? Canes. I know you're going up. Brad, you're going up. Max, you going up for the game? I don't know yet. Not what as of now. What what, what? what? What do you mean? Bro, come on. Mike, you going up? I'll be there, man. E, you going up? I can't get off, unfortunately. Oh, man. Listen, that's Labor Day weekend. That's when them, uh, them, them, them retro <laughs> four them retro four are coming back out. <laughs> get sick, bro. Get <laughs> sick. Might get sick for that one. All right, listen, we're going to go to break here at the Kang Gang Radio Show. We're chopping it up. First hour's in the books. Um, great topic so far. We come back. I did want to kind of flip the script a little bit. We get back, talk a little bit more about Paradise. We got Brad, we got E, you got Mike McCoy, you got Kane's Chief, you got Max and Dirty Bird. We'll be right back on the Kane Gang Radio Show, Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio, Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? Les saluda la diva potra, la caballota, la reina. Y un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
everybody. We are ready to rock and roll. Hour two coming for you. All about the you. What you gonna do? I just gonna keep rhyming and rhyming and rhyming, even though I don't know how. But I'm what are you? What are you out, Blades? Bro, that was pretty good, man. That was good, right? Was so, good. um, I got another rhyme for you too. You know, talking about the portal. What y'all catching? Y'all need to rock with my my, my nine year boy Scott Patchin. What about that one? <laughs> nine year boy Scott Patchin. <laughs> I mean, I just figured I'd throw it out there, man. Listen, I'm surprised. Pack it up, man. I love it. Boy, nine years in it, like literally an Al Golden recruit still playing college football. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? But he's balling. Like, you can't he's knock balling. it. Like, he's balling. He had a good year last year. And he's going for, I think, his second or third degree. Correct. One of them. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get drafted, him. man. He's he, like, what that move to Colorado State for him is going to get him drafted, man. So, him and Brian Polindi. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't really know about Polini. He's going to get drafted, but. I'm just saying they're both at Colorado State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're both at Colorado State. You know, I'm happy for guys like that. Obviously, you know, I feel like we talk about position changes and things like that. You know, you look at some of the way that the coaches handle stuff. You know, you look at somebody going back real quick, like Anthony Ciccolo. There's no reason why that guy should have gained that much weight and put his hand in the ground. You know, like. It happens, right? These coaches literally destroy people's careers. But anyway, moving forward. So I want to get back into Paradise Camp. So there's a lot of names that are going to be at Paradise Camp. One of the biggest things I'm looking for is, is in particular from you guys, is who are you most impressed to see and why? Brad, let me start with you. Oh, it's going to be, you know, the one and only, you know, built different, one-of-one Colin Hurley. Okay, uh, built and different. And, and why do you say built different? Well, for one, he's only uh, 14 years old, you know, six foot, six foot one, pushing 200 pounds. When you see him throw the football, he is throwing up there with guys that are in the 2023 class. You know, he's out throwing even a guy like Ja'Curry Brown, who's committed in this class at times, coming out of somewhere like Domo, um, which is a facility that is getting trained with some of the best, best athletes in the world. So you're talking about a 14 year old kid who not only has the physical ability to throw football, but then his mindset, this is a young man that at nine o'clock, his cell phone is turned off. You know, when he wakes up in the morning, the first thing he does is eat about 2000 calories of breakfast. He goes trains for an hour and a half before he goes to school. And then he has a teacher that literally teaches him how to use social media. Like imagine a 14 year old like kid just learning, just being way beyond his years. And he's got the old school cane mentality from Miami originally. You know, imagine a 14 year old, his two favorite players is Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin. Mm. Okay. So, Chief, talk to me. Who are you most impressed to see? You know, I, I really want to see those receivers. You know, if I'm sitting in there, I would be right over in the wide receiver area. I want to see how they – you can imagine, even though Lamar, you know, can't get out there and run. I know he's trying to take people to town right now. <laughs> but, you know, uh, to, Lamar is a, is a wide receiver coach. So, you get him as an alumni with Likens, right, with the defense. I, I really want to see Jalen Brown, right? track speed you know Miami has always been built on speed Jalen is a blazer right um down there Gulliver you know to be able to see him in the camp go against some of the corners are out there and really with against Hakeem, uh, Hakeem Williams and uh, Nathan Joseph you know how do they match up you're getting three together at one time in paradise that's who I want to go Jalen Brown will be my guy to watch okay Max I'm going to go with the guy that's a little out of the box I'm going to go with Leon Hart he's a linebacker at Edison wow uh, okay 
I've heard that the the staff is trying to patch things up over there at Edison, and I know we're we're in the mix for Elijah McCantos, who's a cornerback that's there. He just had a private workout with Coach T. Rob and DVD, um, and, and like Brad mentioned earlier on the show, we don't have a ton of backup plans at linebacker, so I'm interested to see how Leon Hart competes. Okay, Bird. I, you just went to me after Max took the one that I was on. So I'm, I'm gonna well, you can have different content. But you can have different content and why. Well, yeah, because, I mean, look, Uncle Luke, you know, was was a guest on the Can Gang show. And, and, you know, really I hadn't heard too much about Leon. But I went and watched some film. And I'm like, man, this kid's got the goods. But you look at him and he's only a three-star recruit. Um, pretty much a low three-star recruit, too, at about 85 uh, – 8 point, or .8577. But this kid on the field, man, I mean, he's got it. He's a Miami guy. So I would love to see him make an impact in this camp uh, and then come out of there with a committable offer and say, hey, I'm staying home. Okay. We need help at linebacker. So, Mike, are you looking at anybody in, in particular or what do you look at? Who, who are you looking to impress? Yeah, man. I mean, the, the big man on, you know, a lot of people's board. I want to see some more Stewart and how he does because, I mean, I'm just, I'm just fantasizing. I know you. You don't do that, Coach, but um, about what that line is going to look like if he signs on the dotted line. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just going to be ridiculous to me. And I need your help with this on this, guys, because there's two of them. I don't even know if he's going to paradise, but there's this big-ass running back out there. He's like 6'2", 230. He's a local guy. Yeah, American Heritage. Heritage. Is he going to paradise? No. What's his name? I think he's Mark got the third or something. The second. Damn. He just visited last week, though. He did. I, 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 there, okay. The, I, he will I be the number one running back. back in the country. That Damn. kid is like – that's like another Najee Harris, bro. You don't think Man. so? Man. Richard. Well, Young, okay, I guess I can't – I, I guess I can't look for him because he's not going. But if he was going, that'd be my guy. Okay. So, question, question real quick for you. Is there a more impressive program than American Heritage right now and what they're doing and the kids that they're bringing in? I mean, they got Ennis over there now. Like, I got to say, well, you watch out for Miami Central because they are building something crazy right now. They have gotten about five to seven guys transferred in and a lot at the defensive side of the football on top of, you know, a Bain and a Wesley Bassaint. You know, that yeah. is a, a powerhouse to look out for. Well, they, right. just, re- they just released, Chief, they just released the uh, top ten high school. Like, you know, Matter Day was number one. I think St. Thomas – came in at four. I think Heritage came in at eight. I wasn't sure if Central was on that list or not, um, were, but you're right. You know, they, they were 10, right? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at three predominant schools, two in Broward and one in Dade, where it used to be flipped, where it used to be, you know, Booker T, Carroll City, Central, the West, like Columbus. They got their own transfer portal, right? In high school. So and, <laughs> and on that note, you know, Miami Central just today got in uh, a quarterback, right? 2022 quarterback. Um, I think it's 2022, but I think Miami Central today got a, a transfer quarterback. I saw Wesley uh, push that out. So, you know, a lot of these programs, you know, uh, if you look at Miami Pace, I mean, you got, what is it, Pose, uh, quarterback 2024, I believe. Adrian, yeah. yeah. There. Um, he was supposed to be on campus. I think in the uh, – Gabby tweeted out or messaged out somewhere that he, he was going somewhere else. Um, but, you know, Wesley, I just looked up, he's in the airport. So he's, he won't be there either. So I know we were hoping <laughs> to come back. But, you know, uh, Miami Pace is another one. These guys are all close, right? So yeah. h- how does how does Shamar, you know, have a connection right away? Well, it's with Williams, right, when Williams was at Pace in his freshman year of Shamar. So this transfer high school helps us, too, as relationships build, right? And so 
Um, I think that's huge moving forward. And, and Fletcher's a big Miami guy. His family's Miami guys. Um, I know I know there's a lot of conversation on Twitter about American heritage hating on Miami and we can't get anybody. Um, that's that's pretty loud and out there right now. I don't I don't agree with it, but um, we'll, we'll see moving forward for sure. Eric, who are you most impressed to see? Um, I mean, I know the wide receivers are obviously everybody's number one focus, but I'm going to go the opposite side. I'm, I want to watch somebody guard them. I'm going to go Antonio Robinson Jr. Ooh. Um, to me, he's the number one corner in 2023. Um, I would love for uh, Sean Russ, a kid over here in my area in Fort Myers, to uh, come camp. I don't know if he is or not, but I would love to see them two, you know, become teammates, man. You got um, Antonio, who's like 5'10", 5'11", and then Sean Russ, who is like 6'1", 6'2", you know, so different spectrums. So, I, would, I mean, Antonio's my guy, man. Um, so, definitely looking forward to seeing if he can shut down, uh, you know, some some of these kids this weekend. Well, one is thing Little I, camping? Is Little camping this weekend? No, he's still – I'm not sure if he's even back. He was out in, uh, in L.A., because he went and visited USC, he visited Oregon, and I still think they're yeah. back in USC. If I'm not, he's back in LA. If I'm not mistaken, no, I think he just went back to Bama. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And you know, Jacuri was trying to get down, uh, but he's got um, the Elite Eleven camp in LA, yeah. so he's heading out there too. So, well, was Earl looking uh, looking at places to live in uh, in Tuscaloosa or what? Listen, I think no, that's he a was lot. getting interviewed. I heard he was getting interviewed by yeah. fucking Steven. Listen, if you look if you look at the pictures that little was like was rocking that Alabama gear, I think it's pretty much a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know what? You know, a couple of things that I took from what you guys are saying about who you're impressed of. I don't care who's going to be here, who's not going to be here, especially when you're local kids. Right. At the end of the day, you have your local background. You can bring these kids in whenever. I am a big believer on competition. Right. It would be nice to see someone like Wesley coming and guarding a few people coming out of the backfield or, you know, but you're going to see him. Like on Friday nights, you, you can literally drive over and watch him play great caliber, you know, talent. Um, so, Brad, I'm going to differ with you on the Collins situation. I'm most impressed to see Tyler Aronson. So, again, this is a kid in the 24 class who already has. He's a freshman this year. He's already got offers from Miami, from Florida State, from West Virginia. He's 6'2", 215 pounds. The kid literally is getting coached up by Jake Garcia's quarterback coach. Um, you know, I mean, I think those two names moving forward for the 24, 25 class are going to be so key to the university of Miami. I know the kid's not a Florida state fan. I'll tell you that right off rip him and I talk, you know, um, occasionally, um, his heart is at Miami. So I, I really like his build being a young kid. Again, I met with his dad, big academic guy as well, you know, wants to put academics first, but the situation that you brought up a Colin, that's amazing, and that's something that probably a lot of people didn't know as far as shuts his phone off at, you know, 9 o'clock and, you know, maybe focuses on his books or whatever the case may be. I wish my University of Miami, talking about social media, if you follow any of the bigger programs, you don't see a lot of these kids on social media during the season. Or Miami is that literally after they lost, two minutes later, they're posting their one catch for four yards, you know, trying to show their highlights. Like, take their media, take their social media away for the whole year – and let's see what kind of production they get in, right? Um, and I think that's contributed to a little lack of production, the lack of commitment, the lack of effort from our kids. Do you agree or disagree, guys? Not only the kids, though, but it also is who who are you surrounded with, right? Some of these kids don't have the parents or or the guidance to, to have that direction. I mean, speaking just of Colin, who I know personally, you know, 
his mom and his dad have been in either the military or the police force for over 20, 25 years. So he has that background instilled in him from day one, right? When they look, when, when they saw Colin growing up, they knew right away what they were getting out of this young man. And they turned Colin not only to their son, but into a, a personal investment. They knew from day one what they were going to get out of this young man. And they pretty much planted the seeds from jump. You know, this is a young man at 14 years old. He has a psychiatrist. He has a doctor that he pretty much goes to, you know, once a month to where it kind of evaluates how much he's working out, how much he's intaking as far as food. So they, you know, they take it over. My man's got a nutritionist. My yes. man's got a psychologist. Yes. And they just living off our, our U.S. dollars over there, Chief. <laughs> hey, they, they, they must got a VA rating of 100. They and they, hey, Colin, you hearing this? I know your family got 100 disability, got that second VSR. Y'all roll it. No, but hey, real quick, I think it's a good point. You know, they say pull away the social media. I will go a different way, right? I think players police themselves. With the NLI coming out, it's it. You want your players to have a social media presence done correctly. I can tell you right now, Colin wouldn't be a problem in 2026 after a bad game on social media, right? He, but he's going to utilize that for the betterment of the university and his own brand. And, and this is just the way the college football is going to go. Yeah. It's only going to go. And so what we need to do, and I see it all the time, uh, you know, the Hurricanes are doing a great job getting out, that they're training these young men on how to create brands and to market themselves effectively. We all know, I hear it all the time on social media about, you know, the gas station photos right so bro somebody's getting sponsored by chevron i just don't right? know who it is yet so, so <laughs> we just gotta get them with the best carol city right local little food courts right like little mom and pops down there and we go no but in all seriousness we just got to do it better and there's some training that goes into that right um if everybody is going one yards and you know one catch four yards and we lose by 15 right we got to train them not to do that um i think that's really where that goes that's my phone yeah. Gotcha. Mike, what do you think about social media? I mean, I'm, I'm for that. But it, like you said, you want you want it's kind of like you're in a relationship and you tell your significant other, I like this. And then they start doing it and you kind of wanted them to do it on their own. You kind of want these kids to do it on their own. You know what I mean? Because then you know what the Ray didn't have to t have anybody tell him. Mike yeah. didn't have anybody have to tell him the great. It takes a certain level of. I don't know what the adjective I'm looking for is to be great, but it starts with you. It starts with you, man. I've said it before. You got to have the want to, right? Either you want to or you don't want to. Yeah. You just got to either man up, say, look, this is what I want to do moving forward. And, and it's going to be on me, right? So I saw a great sign. It, it's kind of stupid, but like I was doing a job for somebody and I had to use the restroom. It was in a commercial setting, right? So when I went to the restroom, the, the mirror was there. You know, I was, I was washing my hands and there was writing on the mirror and it says, the reflection in this mirror is the one responsible for their pay wage, right? So it made me think, like, at the end of the day, the guy is me. Like, I'm accountable and I'm responsible for myself. What I do and put forth in my work or my, my life, I'm the one responsible for that, right? You can't have somebody just give you, give you, give you, give you. You right. got to be able to put that work in. And, and I think that's key, man. These kids got to want to do it for themselves. The coaches are only going to tell you, hey, look, man. Be at the meeting time at 7 o'clock. Make sure you're at nutrition at 7.30. Make sure you're in your classroom. If you don't want to do it, then that's on you. And I think with the amount of maturity, the mature leaders that we have now, I think that's going to benefit. Real quick, we're going to go to break. 
here on the Kang Gang. We get back. We got two more segments. We're going to dive into some other stuff. Uh, Bird, holla, take us a break. All right, you guys are listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on SiriusXM Slam Radio, channel 145. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know, that, that all they can do is learn. 
and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Welcome back again, everybody. Kane Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. So this is where I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about our schedule and our record. Because, well, let me – who's the season ticket holder? Like, let me ask you guys. Who's the season ticket holder? Kane Chiefs lives over there in BFE, and he's still a season ticket holder. But, Mike, you go to games through student through student tickets. You guys, you get tickets through uh, alumni, or how do you get tickets? I'm gonna have to buy tickets for the first time in four years, man. Really? Yeah. Listen, Bird's got four seats down in the West End Zone. You know, right in row three. I'm sure we can. If you know, I'm sure we can make things happen. We got so. (laughs) You know, again, I got I got a couple tickets in 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 a pretty much prime location, so I might be able to swing some tickets here and there as well. Um, I'm gonna start with Brad. Brad, I mean, obviously you're in Gainesville. You don't come down, you know, to every game. But what do you think about our season? What do you think about our schedule? And what do you think about what do you think our record is going to be? Yeah, I mean, overall, when you look at our, our schedule right off the bat, you got, you know, the biggest team in college football in Alabama. So right off the rip, you got to come out to play. Uh, I expect our team to, you know, we're the first game of the season, Labor Day, right? All the lights, cameras on us. And this is going to be where we got to put not only our talent on the football field, but this coaching staff that we finally got in play. We're going to be going up against the big dogs. And now we got not only players, but staff members who have gone against the big dogs. So now it's time to kind of retaliate and see, you know, when we get punched in the mouth, how do we react? And then right off the Alabama game, you got to not only win, but you got to win impressively, right? It, it, there is no more, you know, beating Duke by four points, you know, you know, beating a Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech on the last play of the game, you know, a nail biter to Virginia. I want to make yep. sure that I see, you know, guys like Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia, Romello Brinson in those football games, you know, early in the third quarter. Um, and last but not least, you have to beat North Carolina and you got to get to the ACC championship uh, when it's all said and done to have a somewhat successful season this year, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm, I'm expecting 10 wins this year. Talk to me. Um, I mean, I agree with Brad, man. Um, anything less than 10 is a failure, to be honest with you. Um, there's nobody on the schedule outside of Bama that we should lose to. Um, UNC does not scare me. It's just something about uh, Blake Baker and, you know, defensive calling. It just, <laughs> Two years in a row? <laughs> it, yeah, it just doesn't match. Um, but I think we finally have a complete team, um, offense and defense. Um, we play – Full schedule last year, we win 10 games. Um, 
you know, so, I mean, I think this year you're going to – Alabama, I mean, it's going to be a test, but what's going to be the real test is how do we bounce back after Alabama? You know, do we continue to, you know, do what we've done previously and go on a three-game, four-game losing streak, or do we come back and play at State, Michigan State, and, you know, some of these other teams? And like Brad said, it's not just let's go beat Duke by a touchdown, you know, scrape across Virginia. No, you have to smack these dudes in the mouth and show them, you know, this is how football should really be played. And that will deter if Miami is back on the right track. So speaking of that, and I agree with you 100%, I think we had way too many close games last year, right? Um, I think the NC State game was way too close. The Pitt game, the Virginia game. The only game that you played legitimately was against Duke. 48 nothing. I mean, you literally came to play. Your tackling was on point. Your offense was on point. Everything was clicking. But you got to see that on a consistent basis week in and week out, right? Mike, talk to me about what do you think about our schedule and our, and our, and our record? Don't, and don't talk about from, from, from your heart. Talk about from your head. I'm 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 going eleven I'm going eleven regular seasons win eleven regular season wins, bro. Because let me tell you something. I don't care. I, I when when I was talking to uh I forgot who I was talking to. He said that uh I was talking to Chris Felica. Everybody knows he's big on betting. He oh, says yeah. right now if the betting line was to come out, he he said uh it's a seventeen Pineapple point. Syrup. He says it's a seventeen point. Um, can, can you guys hear me? No, we can hear you. Okay, so right. he says it's a 17 to 18 point uh, spread right now. Okay, and um, that had me thinking. Say Miami comes out and loses. Okay, I'm not big on moral victories, but I'm taking that moral victory because that's the best team you you'll face all season. Okay, last year Miami won the games they were supposed to win. Okay, you could you could you could see both sides on some people saying, oh, we were supposed to win or lose that North Carolina game, but. NC State, they won, and I know it was ugly wins, you know, VT, whatever. Okay, fine, but they won. So I'm a big believer in offseason momentum. So if they take that into this offseason, um, Miami will win the games that they're supposed to win. So that's 11. That's 11. That's how I see it. If I sound like the idiot just got off the boat, then whatever, I don't care. I'm taking 11 wins this year, and that's my official prediction. I'm going to 11 Boom. wins. We're nothing wrong with that. Nothing oh, wrong with that. that. Chief, talk to me. What do, you, what do you think about our schedule and what do you think about our, our record? You know, I, so the schedule is laid out perfectly for us. Last year, we, I think we do much better last year the, the uh, before, you know, we start throwing in all these crazy games at different times, right? Um, the Duke game, everybody knows Duke gave up before the game even started, right? Ooh. We came out, you know, night and fun of the ball on the first one. We went three and out on the next one, and then we caught our win, right? For me, the schedule would be, what do we do at the end? We, we have had years of running, you know, playing well early on. I mean, when we got up to what, number two, number three, number four, whatever it was in a year, man, y'all drinking like crazy. It's already, <laughs> I'm going to go get some. But you know, for real, I, I think at the end of the year, I really want to see how we do that North Car- that UNC game and then the end of the year. Because we've had this thing where we're doing very well and then at the bowl, the game's before the bowl, we're going in the bowl and we're shitty. Right. And so I really want to see us finish strong. The Alabama game and then grow. And let's do that like kind of playoff basketball. Right. Everybody wants to be, you know, thriving at the end of the season. That's why I want to see Miami at the beginning of the year. Let's get all the kinks out. I mean, we need to hit the ground running. Don't get me wrong, Alabama. We're going to be there and we're going to bring it. 
but I really want to see how we do at the end of the year. Prediction-wise, I'm 10 and 2. Um, and that and that's and that's being like I really think we could do 11, but I, I think 10 and 2 would be the honest. These 9 and 3 and 8 fours, I'll be extremely disappointed with a 9 and 3 and 8 4. That's just mine. Chief, well, let me ask who's you lost number two. Let me ask you who's lost number two, Chief. So I, I don't think it's North Carolina. I think I think North Carolina would go great. Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't even – I mean, if we win Alabama, I could see a hiccup game, right? Okay. Um, I know we have a lot of veterans, but I could see a hiccup game. And okay. so that, the, the hiccup game is the one I'm worried about. I don't think it's Appalachian State, the people. People are really on North Carolina right now. I See, everything came. I just – I said it before it came up. Everybody's worried about the Appalachian. I think we're fine. We're at home. It's our first home game coming off Alabama. I think the fans, they've been out since COVID. I mean, come on. We, they're going, the Rock is going to be nuts. And don't let that be a night game or something. It is. 7.30. Uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> Appalachian State's going to get run out back to the mountains, right? Um, so I think it's a hiccup game. I don't think it's North Carolina, and I don't think it's App State. I don't know who else it is. Vatek, okay. maybe. Doubt it, but, you know, Vatek. Max, talk to me about our schedule and our record. Well, well, just to defeat off a of Kane's chief real quick, you guys know who the quarterback at Appalachian State is. He's got PTSD for playing for Duke last year against Miami. So he he transferred over there. He's got some major problems in the head. That's his, that's his second transfer, right? He came from yep. uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yep. So I'm not I'm not worried about App State. Uh, I've said it. Uh, we, we've talked. Brad and I have talked about it. A couple of our guys have talked about a wholesome Miami flow. Uh, shout out to all of them. But uh, if we get 10 wins, it's a problem recruiting wise. Like we're going to take everybody that we want and it's game over. It's it's game over. Um, so 10 wins is 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 my floor and I'm going to stick to it. We got to get 10 wins. OK, Dirty Bird. So I'm going to start off here talking about that Alabama game. Right. And to me, we have an 11 game season because really whatever happens in that game, it's not going to kill our season unless you really get embarrassed. That's the only way that it's really going to have a, a, a you know, a bad effect on you. Right. Which I, I don't think there's any way we get embarrassed. Right. But you know, you got to win the ACC games. Um, I'm going to pick 11 wins for us. Right. Just, I'm going to go with Mike on that one, just because you know what our prediction is just that, you know what, who cares if you're wrong. Right. But you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put my heart into it a little bit. I'm going to say 11 wins. Cause I know, you know, you got to be a little bit of a realist, man. There's probably somebody that's out there that's that's brewing something special too, and you know may very well just catch us. Um, you know, I mean, you got to watch out for those trap games, man. So, all right. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Do I think we go 12 and 0? No, potentially, absolutely, sure. Um, I, I really think Miami shocks college football and, and beats Alabama. Um, again, I, I've said it before. I think Miami is – if there's a time to play Alabama, this is the time to play Alabama, right? I mean, again, they're still Alabama. They're Ala-freaking-Bama. It doesn't matter who they are. They're still I Alabama. I don't care, man. That's right. Line that shit up. Lace them up. Let's do you know, it. Let, let's go. Like, you want to put the fans on it? Let me know. I will go right on the other side into whatever section they're in, and we can line that shit up. We can, like, we can play Oklahoma. I'll, I'll get down and dirty. Uh, that's how hard I am for my school, right? So – if we're going to go like on records, I really think Miami can beat Alabama. Um, if they beat Alabama, my biggest concern is what is your mindset coming back home for the App State game? You know, and it's not even that App State game that bothers me. It's the following week at noon against Michigan State. It's a nooner. It's Michigan State's not really back where they used to be, but it's still 
It's a Big Ten school, big beef eaters. You know what Wisconsin did to us multiple years in a row. How are we going to transcend from that? Bird, you got a question? No, no, I was just going to say, you know, the, the, the trap game on an App State piece, right? You know, let's say we, we beat Alabama. I don't worry about that App State game one bit because if we're going to win with yeah. a night game at Hard Rock and you're we top have five. there forever. And, and you're top five. You're top five, and that place is going to be packed, and it is going to be Notre Dame level loud because people are going to be like, they're, they're just not going to be able to believe that we knocked off Alabama. So if we win, there's no chance that we lose to App State. Mike, go ahead. My thing is this. Like, I said it on one of my shows a couple of weeks ago. If Miami has one of these runs that say, I don't know, they went 38 in a row, like with Dorsey, he only lost his first start and his last start. If we have a type of run like that, it's going to be because of this offseason. These coaches, they're instilling something. And it's all about culture. What was the biggest thing when Manny took over? Something that people like to get on him that wasn't even his fault? Culture, okay? In the, in the locker room. And a lot of that is gone. Coaches and players. So these coaches, if a run happens for you in football, is going to be thanks to this offseason. And the coaches have a lot to do with that. Chief. Yeah, so Mike, I, I want to tap on that one. So here, if you let's look back at our big game. We have had this, right? Our big games are our first games, right? Yeah. We go LSU, we go Florida, right? If you look at those two games for our chances to come back on national prominence, right? What it, we started, we were the we were the young team walking in, right? Freshmen all over the line, and and even that we had a we had a quarterback that wasn't ready. I mean, first start, right? And we played very well and against Florida. I mean, we yeah. were a punt, return, a punt fumble, uh, a muff punt, and a, and a field goal or something, or an extra point, I can't remember, right? And then you go to LSU, basically in LSU, right, in a dome, uh, a kickoff game. We we had no quarterback, no offense to the quarterback at that time. We had no offense. We were running that same offense, the screen pass, screen pass, screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen. all nines, right? Bubble screen, bubble screen, all nines. And we hung in that game, right? Uh, JT4, you know, hanging in the game, we had made some plays. Now, yeah, 12 flags on the O-line. Yeah, Derek, you're right. But now you take it and you go to Alabama. We're not the young team, right? We're yeah. not the young team. They are. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not sitting here predicting we're going to go out and do this thing. But if there is a time, there's no young excuse, right? It's on national. We have veterans. We have the ability. Our coaches are second-year comeback. There's no off-season problem. I mean, these guys are going to come and play. There's no scared guys that are coming on those. Oh. Not one of those people are going to be scared. If you can play against Florida basically in the swamp as a starting left tackle, I mean, you're, you, you, we might, we might be outsized. There might be five stars on the other side, but that's really it. So anyway, uh, Mike, I think you're, you're spot on with uh, uh, where we can start. So going, going back again, everybody has their predictions. I think Miami, believe it or not, runs the table and goes 12 and 0. Um, I think they have the talent. I think they have the coaching. I, I think they have the maturity. Is there going to be that trap game? You would like to think not, but there's potential, right? But I think, Again, look at the, the, the dynamics of the upperclassmen and someone like Derek King. If he is literally healthy, he will literally win you games on his legs and on his arm. And I think that's the difference that we've had that we haven't had in the last couple of years. You watched the NC State game last year. He literally put him, put us on his back and said, you know what? We're gonna win this game. It didn't help that we had a we did help that we had a poor gallows too that can kick 57 yard field goals, which I think his younger brother can do the same thing. So I'm, that's why my man crush is Andy, right? Because I think Andy's gonna have some game winners 
and uh, we'll get to celebrate with the Borgales family over at the Rock. Um, but I think the ACC title game, I think it's up in the air. I think you really run through the Coastal, and I think you play Clemson. And potentially, maybe not even Clemson. It should be interesting to see what happens on the Atlantic side of the ball. Um, but you make it to the ACC title game, and you're undefeated. As long as you stay competitive, and this happened in 2017, if you were competitive against Clemson, you're still in the playoffs. I mean, you probably got beat by 50, no matter who you played, but you still would have been in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> who says it's going to be Clemson, man? Every Florida State I, fan, I've been saying. telling me, I've been, I've been hearing this <laughs> talking about how they're going to have a great year. So, you know, it could be Florida State coming out of that uh, playing in so, Charlotte. So, one thing that I'm thinking about too, and I think Bird, I think Brad, I told you, like, obviously, Miami plays at 3 30 on that Saturday on the 4th. I'm thinking about going over to Tallahassee for that Sunday night game against Notre Dame. Obviously, I'm going to buy row one. I'll be sitting wearing orange and green right there, just posted up. So I, I, if Maria lets me, and again, I, you know, I, she loves me enough, she'll let me do it, and I think she will. I'm thinking about going over to that Florida State-Notre Dame game and just posting up in Doe Campbell, wearing orange and green, and just getting a feel for it already. So, No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, listen, we got to go to break here again on the Kang Gang Radio Show. We got one more second. We come back. We're going to do some shout outs and uh, we'll rock and roll. We'll be back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius SM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Special shout out to Frank and, and, uh, and to the Amigo. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. 
Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. So final segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. I appreciate everybody joining us. we got a roundtable. we got Brad Tejada. Uh, follow him at Tejada Brad on Kane's Insight. I'm on Twitter. you got Rasta E. What's your Twitter handle again? Is it three, Miami 305 Edits, or what are you rocking with these, these days? <laughs> you know, whatever. I can't get banned on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Data fans keep coming to get you, huh? Hey, man. They hate it, man. But now it's Edits 305. Good, good, good. Mike McCoy, where, where can people find you? That's a good question. I don't even know what the hell my thing is. What is it? Oh, U-M, U-M under, underscore, underscore radio Mike. Yeah. Underscore underscore between radio and Mike as well. Thank you, because I don't even know mine. Thank you. <laughs> Chief, obviously they can see you up there on the board, but what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one that doesn't put their real name out there. I got I to gotta get with the times. Yeah, Kane's Chief. I, uh, Jason's the name, too, so. My boy Jay Max. Obviously, you guys can follow Max. Max, are you are mostly on the on the YouTube network as well as far as your Twitter handle. Or you just go by Max. Which one are you going with? Yeah, so I I manage the YouTube network Twitter account, uh, and uh, you can also follow me at right right below wherever that is uh, at Max Kesselhout. <laughs> um, that's where you can find me. Gotcha, Bird. I had dirty at Dirty Bird with three Y's. Listen, the two wives were already taken, so we're all like, why? <laughs> why, why, why? Oh, my why word. Dirty. That just means I'm dirtier, man. That's it. You guys, do you guys know how Bird got his name, the Dirty Bird? Does anybody know? So, Bird, yeah. Bird, give, give, give him the background story. Well, I, I worked for the Atlanta Falcons back in uh, I was gonna say the locker room. So, yeah, that's why. And then, you know, of course, it just kind of stuck with me. It was always my fantasy football team name. And, uh, you know, hey, with uh, – with Sebastian being our mascot, I figured it was kind of a uh, befitting uh, ID for me here and, and, you know, kind of personality thing as a you know, fitting Twitter personality, shall we say. So that's good. That's good. Obviously, you guys can follow me at KaneFanCo. Um, if you guys haven't noticed or haven't heard, um, I was nominated to be a, a fan, a top fan. I don't hold weight to that because I think we're all fans, right? I think we all yeah. have passion. We all have clout. You know, we all do it. We and then, like when you think about some, someone putting out a a top five fans, like how do you regulate that, or how do you actually put some something like that out? That's just everybody's so different. I mean, again, people go to yeah. games. People don't go to games. People that are big Miami fans that don't even live in South Florida, like like you know, again, they should do, like do a Twitter poll and have everybody vote. Did Max, you? Yeah, live way out state. Where, Matt, Max, where are you located at now? San Diego. And Diego, man, Max, Max is different though. I don't, I don't put Max in that category because if you're a Hurricane fan, you gotta at least go to a football game. 
You mean like Jordan Nelson? <laughs> we just <laughs> throw it to J. I don't know how you're a Hurricane fan and never been to a game. Max, you've been to games before, right? No. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, no, man. We got to put you and Jordan on a plane. Oh, you man. and Jordan got to go. Come Listen, on down, now, bro. Now you have to come to Atlanta with us. That'd be a fucking <laughs> trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only think one of us would get off the plane. That's like Brad and Paul. Let's <laughs> put them on the plane. <laughs> Oh, one so would Brad, only get on the plane. Brad, Brad, so I'm, I'm going to put you – can I put you on the spot, Brad? Like, you're my boy, right? Like, we already know. You're of my course, boy. Bro. Of course, Listen, bro. talk to me. Will you, on air, talk about the beef between you and Paul Scoop on you? Yeah, man, of course, bro. Like, talk to me. Whatever, <laughs> look at, look at Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I know. I was, I was ready to talk NBA playoffs, and Coach took us down a dark alley. And <laughs> no, I was like, man, somebody else was driving the car, and you see the turn they make. You're like, bro, where are you going, man? Honestly, there, there really shouldn't be any beef. It's just some people just don't act their age, unfortunately. Um, when Honestly, you know, I never even knew about this whole YouTube thing that people got information about Hurricanes football on YouTube. So, yeah. you know, I, I kind of wandered on YouTube, typed in Miami Hurricanes football, saw Paul's, you know, channel. Thought he did a pretty excellent job. You know, we reached out, connected, got on his show a couple times. And then he kind of offered me a gig to kind of, you know, be his co-host, get get him information, get him, you know, guys on, on our show. Um, and I ended up doing that. And, you know, part of that was, you know, he knew, you know, what I wanted to do in the future, what I wanted to build as far as my name and get to where I wanted to be in the Miami Hurricanes, you know, media department. And I, I, I was doing well and, you know, Kane's Insight, which is one of, you know, the most well-known places to, to be as far as, you know, covering Miami Hurricanes football, um, offered me, you know, an opportunity. D-Money called me up and then I couldn't pass up that opportunity. So I kind of let Paul know, hey, I got this great, amazing opportunity with uh, Kane's Insight. So I'd like to do that. And uh, he, he seemed happy for me. So, you know, everything was good. And I said, hey, man, let's let's do one last show for the fans, man. Let's let's knock it out the park. And uh, he ended up canceling that show on me and uh, ghosted me ever since. And it seems like any time I do a YouTube show, some of his fans uh, want to throw shade at me. And, of course, I get I get fake info from people, but yet I get recruits on every single week. So when you when you say, you know, maybe they're throwing shade at you or hate on you, obviously this this past week you got you got some major stuff thrown at you, you know. How do you handle that? Do you just take it with a grain of salt and just let it ride or, you know? Well, I mean, honestly, before I would, uh, when I first started getting this, I, I was one of those people, you know, it got to me, right? Anytime, you know, someone said something bad to me, I'm, I'm one of those people where I like to be likable. You know, I'm one of those people where I like to build a team around me. I like to always pick someone up and, uh, you know, put someone on the same platform as me anytime I can or help people out. So that's what I've always done. Um, and, you know, as I've built and grown and, you know, had a lot of people reach out to me and build these connections, it's kind of helped me, you know, kind of weave off some of, you know, the dislikes and, you know, bad comments to where now it's like, you just got to, you know, feed off of it and just keep moving on, you know, and, and at the end of the day, man, it's just social media, you know, we yeah. all got, we all got family. We all got, I mean, some of us got kids like myself, man. So, I mean, as much as I love the Miami Hurricanes football team, I got kids and though they always come first. So, I mean, some of the things people say, you know, at the end of the day, man, I get to go home, sleep with my kids, sleep with a beautiful woman in my bed when some people don't even have that. Yeah, and to, and to talk a little bit about how Brad said he always tries to, you know, feed the people around him, right? So, you know, Brad blessed me with the opportunity to to be on Paul's show as well when he was kind of saying that he was going to step away. And he even, you know, reached out to Paul and said, hey, you know, I would love for Max to kind of replace me. 
and you know things were going well i was doing a lot of work with paul and you know of course that came to an end as well and i kind of branched out on my own but i just wanted to say publicly because i've said it before i've personally reached out to them to try and mend you know the relationship i know brad has as well um and and we're still open to it neither of us i i mean i can speak for myself and i know i've had conversations with brad neither of us have beef with them at all you know we would love to we, we've offered to hop on a zoom call hop on a phone call and squash it because at the end of the day we're all adults right, right. and so you know th it's not helping us it's not helping them right so um you know if they would love to if they would you know be kind enough to have that opportunity to to kind of fix things with us then then both of us are, are more than open to do that and we've tried so we're all uh, united by one love, man. You know exactly, man. I hope, it, I hope everybody can find a way. You know, we've had Paul <laughs> on here. I've been on Paul's show multiple times, like all of us, man. You know, I just hope we all find a way through it, and uh, you know, we all get together and we all uh, are there. Beat Alabama, man. <laughs> amen. Amen. That's gonna, the one, that's gonna be the one mission, man. So I mean, it's difficult, right? Obviously, like I'm a big proponent of trying to support everybody. Um, again, I do whatever I can, whether it's like if somebody needs tickets or somebody needs something like, bro, I go out of my way to try to make sure like the people that are close to me, like I'm going to do right by them. Um, you know, and again, like I, I hate the fact that people have beef, especially again, it's, it's like, it's like you're having Twitter wars. Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, how old are we? Like, this isn't like, you know, seventh grade. We're not in elementary school. We're not in middle school anymore. Like, if there's an issue, like, just man up, pick up the phone and be like, hey, I don't like how you did this or I don't like how you did that. Let's talk about it. But at the end of the day, like, we have so many different, you know, radio shows and podcasts and YouTube channels. Man, we're all trying to do the same thing. And that's trying to bring the fans content about the University of Miami, you know. And if we all just – if we're having issues – we're all going to look dumb, right? Just, like no one's going to listen to us at all. Chief, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, Brad and I, you know, the other day, Brad, it's okay if I share just a little bit. You know, I, the, somebody posted something about Landon, right? Uh, and being a, uh, I don't know. Oh, was, uh, that's, Brad, that's Brad's band crush. That's okay. Jacur's mine. My son's right here. And I was like, yo, Brad's tripping right now. I told my son, <laughs> my son is on it. So when he's messaging me, I'm like, yo, Brad, he's over here. I was like, Brad's tripping, man. He's on my... And he's like, really? You're the same way with freaking Jacuri. So, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you, you good point. Uh, but, you build a relationship with people is different. Right. People don't no, understand but, that. But I, so I walked in. Here's the thing. You know, I walked into a conversation that was ongoing. Right. And 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 I posted something about Landon, you know, like, hey, we would be hypocrites. Right. We 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 I mean, fan base. We right. look at stars. I don't care. People say don't pay attention to stars. And then. You know, some guy that nobody's ever seen plays a five star is coming to visit. I never seen this Bear Alexander before he's showing up with five stars. I'm like, Bear, all day, big bear. <laughs> I had to go. So, I mean, it's just the real, right? Like, right. then you can find out, right? Stars make you go research more. But anyway, so I posted something and, and it was a back and forth minute on Twitter, right? We ain't going to all agree. And I think that's my point. We're not going to all agree on anything. Like, we yeah. are going to, I'm going to go, Derek, you're bullshit. And that's, that's not. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but you're wrong, and you you, you just your your head's crazy. Yeah, so there's been wrong a couple of times. He just won't admit it. Yeah, name one. I'll name two. I'll name two for you. The first one was you didn't think Xavier Restrepo would even be a Miami Hurricane after the second right. year. You're right. Because, second, because again, then, I still whoa, 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 feel. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me rebuttal that. I still feel like he was. <laughs> I feel like he was gifted a spot in order to get Rooster. I still feel that way. And then the second one was after that Clemson game, you told me that Jalen Phillips wouldn't be a first or second round pick. Well, okay. So, and, and again, the way he played that day, 
the way he played that day, he yeah. did not look like a first rounder. Did he? Did he or did he not? Listen, did he, he look like? Did he look like a first rounder against North Carolina? When no, he, came he did up, not. When he came up the football field, he still looked like a first rounder because of his physical specimen, what he brought to the football field, and that's why he was still a first rounder. Well, I think that in his uh, pro day, literally, you know, he saw money bags and he kind of <laughs> killed it. <laughs> so I didn't, know, I didn't know we were pulling receipts here, but. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But the bottom line is, you know, we went in the DM and Brad and Brad was coming out. I was like, look, you know, back the fuck up, bro. Like back up. And, and Brad's like, and Brad's like, no, you you're wrong. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. And but guess what? At the very end, he comes back and he's like, hey, I disagree. We good. I said, I disagree. Yeah. We're good. And it's can, can I tell you how many times Brad and I disagree? Yeah. Like, all the you, time. I don't think you've ever agreed. <laughs> I think that's the great thing about being Twitter fans and and Canes fans and being connected is we 12 and 0, 8 and 4, whatever it is, we're all going to have different opinions. And it's it's nice to be able to connect and say, hey, we're different, but we're still connected. I just, I I think it's, it's just disagreeing is fine, you know, whatever, even getting snarky with each other, as long as there's a line and it's called personal, just don't, just don't make it personal. Don't disrespect me. Yeah. You know, listen, if I'm wrong, like, again, I said something about Jalen Phillips, the way he played, like people want to talk about Zion Nelson being like a first round or top 10 draft pick. Wait till you play Alabama and get exposed. And then your stock goes to the fifth round. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you haven't played nobody because what you you held your ground a little bit against Florida. You know, so that makes you kind of a top 10 pick. I want to see what you do now against someone like Alabama. If you hold your own against Bama, yeah, I'll give you clout. But until then, <laughs> so listen, at the end of the day, man, that, that's the fun part about this, right? The great thing about our show here, right, there is never a script, right? We, we go on, we might talk for 30 seconds. What do you mean, bro? Gone. I have things written down today. Yeah, we, we might have like a couple little talking points or something, but there's no script. And, I mean, by the time we get to this last segment, man, there ain't no telling where we're at. But that's the fun part about it, because this is where you literally just air out dirty laundry and air talk talk about stuff. You know, look, I look at Brad, and I'll be the first one to say this in front of everybody. Like, like to me, Brad reminds me of when I was in my young 20s. I was gung-ho. I was passionate. Like, I didn't care about nothing about, about except for that you, right? Like, that's, that's all I cared about. But then as I started getting older, I still feel the same way. I just have a little different perspective. I just kind of... I meditate a little bit more. I, I do a little bit of woo sign. You know, I just kind of relax a little bit. I don't get caught up. Like at the end of the day, like, you know, Twitter people like, bro, you don't like it. You can block me. You can mute me. But I don't really put anything out there negative. You know, you know, again, I put content out there like, you know, I posted a picture the other day of me and Vince Wolfork back in 2001. How many cats got pictures like that going back 20 years? You know, I posted like who knows, like 74 days. I got a picture with Eric Winston and Sherko Hajo Rizzullo. Do you guys even know who Sherko Hajo Rizzullo is? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's funny. I'll get I'll get DMs like, dog, like you've been around the program that long. Uh, yeah, man, I was a young buck, man. Like I started going to the to the games in 1991, you know, and it's just something that I continue to do. And to see people with like mind and like like passion. Bro, there's nothing like having this, man. This is again, you talk about the alumni and you talk about the brotherhood. Like the fan base can have the same thing, man. Like we can build an alumni and a brotherhood of Kane fans. Like, why not? 
whether it's tailgating, whether it's meeting at road games, whether it's meeting up at the rock, like, man, this is what it's about, man. It's building friendships. It's building relationships and building family, man. Cause I've told Brad time and time again, man, I look at him like a little brother. Am I going to be hard on him sometimes? If I think he's being a douche. Yeah. I'm going to tell him, bro, you're being a douche. And at Yo, the same time, like brothers too. but, but that's great. But I yeah. had his back when he wanted to fight Carol Baskin and, and, and Clemson. Like I had, <laughs> <laughs> like you guys don't know, like Brad wants to fight Carol Baskin at Clemson. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yo, baby Yoda, come on back, man. Like reel it in a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean I mean that's 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 the reason we built the YouTube network. We wanted to get all these different personalities that are gonna plug each other and and, and you know look out for each other and I'm just gonna say now I posted on Twitter yesterday uh, that we're looking for the newest member of the YouTube network. You got, you're already in it, Co. You were already on our round table, but I, I'm extending invites to you, Mike, and I'm extending invites to you, Chief. We've, we've already got E on board. We got Jazz on board. We got to get all the editors just so we can all, all enjoy the fan, you know, the fan base together, man. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, that's what we're here, man. We're here for the U. We're here to represent orange and green. I mean, I'm wearing black tonight, but you know, we're still rocking that orange and green. So so I want, to, I want to shout out real quick, though. I want to yeah. shout out Easy Canes, Everything Kane, and, of course, Dolphin, who's, who's always in here. Uh, you know, really appreciate you guys dropping comments in there and participating and hanging out with us for the whole show. Uh, you know, Easy Kane said it's his first time watching and enjoyed it. Well, we enjoyed having you here, and we enjoyed your comments, man. And uh, you're welcome back anytime, man. So All I know is, listen, we're going to Alabama. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a prediction out right now. Uh-oh. 27-14 Miami. I still, I still got my uh, my thirty one thirty off the foot of uh, Al- uh, on the foot of uh, Andres Borgales to win the game. Tell you, man, it's listen. Don't let us win, because I swear to God, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I know. That's like I said earlier, man. That's what Kelly said. She, you know, she she says, hey, you know, I, I don't know how we're going to deal if you if you lose this game. Look, so, we got a block. We got a block of sixteen cats going to roll deep. And it's section 113 yeah. is gonna be live, bro. <laughs> well, we're staying at the uh, Cole and I are staying over at the Crown Plaza, uh, which is r- literally right next to uh, the Georgia Tech Stadium, man. So we win that game, man. I'd say we run it in that. We run the Georgia stadium. Tech. They're playing. They play that they're night at 7:30. We run it with the Georgia Tech. We go right at that game. stadium and act the fool, man. They play like <laughs> Northern Illinois or something. They're gonna be like, "What are these Kane fans doing here?" <laughs> oh man. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate everybody hopping on, man. It's been a fun show. Real quick, I'm going to give everybody, you know, a couple seconds. Anybody want to do a shout-out? Brad, throw me a shout-out. Oh, Pirtle. You, like you had to throw Pirtle on there. 49-17, Bama. I had to. I had oh, to. bro, Pirtle. Brad, throw me a shout-out. No, just a shout-out to the whole Canes Inside team and uh, the the legend himself, D-Money, for giving me the opportunity. Bet that up. Rasta, talk to me. Give me a shout-out. Man, shout-out to all the Canes fam. That's what's up. Mike McCoy. Man, shout out to everybody pumping, um, you know, content out there for us to enjoy, man, because everybody has their own uh, perspective and it's it, it's really good content. I, I enjoy every bit of it. Bet that up. Kane's Chief. Jason, talk to me. Man, shout out to my son, Kane's Kid 305. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason I even did one edit, and I, I am not an editor, I am not jazz, I am not roster man. <laughs> I just do it real quick. And I can't wait the games to start. But shout out to my son. Shout out to my son. There you go, Max. Uh, shout out to 365 Canes Info, my co-host on the Canes Breakdown Show on Canes Insight. Love him to death. And uh, also, I'm going to just say it now. Shout out to Paul for giving me the first opportunity to uh, produce Canes content. Good deal. Bird. 
Well, I just get my shout out to our, our, our new listeners here, but shout out to Pirtle for coming up there and putting out a, uh, a crazy prediction. Uh, bro, you know, we're going to have to roll to that FSU Notre Dame game so we can watch the carnage that's going to be FSU. And you already know we're going to be there front row, Miami FSU in Daryl Langham Memorial Stadium. There you go. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a couple of shout outs, man. I'm gonna give one to Kane's Cartel. You know how we rock with them boys. Kane's Cartel, man, they doing big things over there. I love them guys. Um, my man over here, everything Kane. Yeah, sh- sure enough, man. We're gonna dedicate the season to Howard. Don't know the situation, but you know what? Bet that up. We'll we'll dedicate the season to Howard. I'm gonna give a shout out to all you guys, man. You guys are like my brothers, man. I appreciate you guys hopping on. I appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate what you guys bring to the table. As always, you know, Amigo, Frank, everybody at Slam Radio, appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity, you know, to talk nonsense for two hours on a national platform. You know, Mike, you know you know the story on there, right? But then uh, last but not least, I do got to shout out my girl, Maria. She she uh, she holds it down for me while I kind of take, you know, hours and hours out of my week to, uh, to kind of do this. So shout out to my baby and, uh, you know, baby Gray, you know. So, hey, listen, appreciate you guys coming on. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, it's all about that you, you know, we represent night and day, orange and green. It's the only way, baby. That's the Kane way. Kane Gang Radio signing off. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.